Hey, welcome to the Irish NFL show. Uh, Colin, how are you doing? You good? Yeah, I thought uh, yesterday was probably the best week of uh, NFL action. I'm sure Mark Hockle will put that down to the Bron- Broncos being on a bye. Um, but I thought yesterday was really some fa- fascinating games, some fantastic games, and plenty for us to discuss this evening. Brian, have you stopped talking about the Dublin GEA during NFL action, or how, how are you doing tonight? She made a fair point, you know, responding to some nonsense on uh, on social last night. The Giants are on a bye week. I, I believe most people actually selected the bye week to beat the Giants this week. But uh, nothing nothing uh, surprised me in terms of getting respect in this league. Um, yeah, very interesting weekend. Michael, I really enjoyed the action last night. Um, Colin's right, so many intriguing games. A lot of games finished 2017 for some reason. Imagine being a better or a punter who bet on that. You'd be a very rich person. Uh, this evening but uh, yeah some very interesting games and some interesting stuff to get through this evening Mark did you find the action enjoyable last night I thought the late slate was probably the worst we've had in 10 years in terms of I mean like it's yeah. it's a professional league surely they can find a way to flex a few games make up a rule to flex something yeah yeah I mean the late slate when it you have the bye weeks and there's only two games on becomes pretty slim pickings obviously um isn't the most enjoyable for those wanting to stay up that bit later but you know the six o'clock games were great I mean we're talking about 68 games went down to the fourth quarter uh only the Bengals and some team called the Patriots kind of had their games in hand but uh everything else was a one score game going down to the wire and everything so um, good. That's a good, enjoyable slate of games, and there was definitely some drama and definitely some upsets, Michael. Obviously, so I'm sure. I mean, do we, do we cover the Jets news now, or do you, do you make an apology to New York Jets generally now? I mean, how how do you want to handle this? I actually, uh, we're like let, let's let, let's start in the Colts, but I'm, I'm not making an apology to the Jets. So like every week we keep getting stuff at like five past nine. This like I mean, you were going up against Josh Allen. The Bills. There's no apology coming here. Like, I mean, well done to the Jets fans. Colm, let's jump into the news that uh, a man has the same experience at a high school level and college level as we all have is now the head coach of an NFL team. First off, just to box off the Patriots fans listening to this podcast, and you're all more than welcome. A very good win for the Patriots yesterday over the Colts, but um, probably one of the worst performances we've seen offensively in league history. And is Jim Irsay just writing off this year to the point where he wants everyone just to cope and get a high draft pick? Um, yeah, look, Jim Irsay has ever since what we saw at the end of last season, the video in front of the plane, you know, it, it felt almost like we were waiting for this. Unless they were miraculous, it was always going to come to that. And I think in fairness to... Frank Reich, I feel a little bit sorry for him. This is a guy who, you know, ended up taking the job because of Josh McDaniels leaving them at the altar, thought that uh, it would be Andrew Luck, and it was not to, to be Andrew Luck. It has been a series of quarterbacks ever since then, obviously culminating um, this year with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan gets pulled, then they fire their offensive coordinator, then that doesn't work. Um, I, you know, it's, I, I don't know where they go from here, though. Obviously, as you, you mentioned, Jeff Saturday has come in and uh, you mentioned uh, the high school uh, experience, Michael. Um, so in, in his three seasons there, he went six and six, eight and five and three and seven. Um, 
the Hebron Christian Academy for a total overall record of 17 and 18. So that is who will be seeing the uh, the Colts uh, out. Um, I, I see Florio was raising the prospect of the Rooney rule. I don't know how that would work at mid-season. But look, the, I, there, Brian and I had kind of discussed this a few weeks ago. I thought they would let Wright go but keep Chris Ballard. I think it'll be interesting to see when they get to the offseason now, though, what happens. Because... When you look at their O-line, the money they're paying um, their offensive line and the production they're getting for it, I think Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson look good value in comparison to what the Colts are getting from their O-line. Brian, there's multiple coaches in the franchise in Indianapolis that would probably feel aggrieved this evening to see Jeff Saturday walked in. I have to give it what Colm said there. I, I, I read a tweet from Phil Yates, I think it was, who said he had no high school experience. So I take it back, Jeff, you've you've coached in high school for three years. I mean, there's NFL fans in Ireland with Hogan Cup medals or Schools Cup medals. I mean, like, that's great. Um, do, you, do you think there'll be people that feel aggrieved within the organisation tonight, Brian? And how does this work? Even if he has one good game, this I mean, look, he, they're 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 playing the Raiders this weekend, all right. So, like, I mean, that that's not start a whole conversation around not to next week, but I mean, Josh McDaniels against Jeff Saturday doesn't really want me to sit down and watch it as much as a lot of Americans want to. Uh, I, I, I frankly am stunned by this news. I cannot believe it. Well, there is two former head coaches in the organization at the moment. That's Gus Bradley and John Fox. And I'd imagine he wants to clean the house completely at the end of the season. And he doesn't want to put himself in a situation where one of these guys comes in and not say they run the table, but he get a response from the team and they win five or six games and he feels he's in a position to take the job. I think he wants to clean house. Um, it doesn't look like Ballard is going to be, right now it doesn't look like Ballard is going to be a part of that cleaning house scenario. It looks like he's going to he potentially will stay, which to me is a surprise, I think, if you're going to clean house start everywhere and move, move everybody along. I saw an interesting one tonight. Ballard will now get the opportunity to select the head coach of his choice because he never got that opportunity because Josh McDaniels walked away from the situation and Frank Reich was forced upon him. But if you recall, after 12 months of Frank Reich being in the position, they did really well. And everybody was saying, what a great hire. How fortunate he was to get him. It hasn't worked out. They've had five quarterbacks in the last five seasons. I think they've had seven over the course of eight years. Like, from the top down, it hasn't been run properly. Like, if you keep recycling quarterbacks at some stage, it's just not going to work. And maybe they just need to have a rough situation in a rough season to get primed for a quarterback in the draft. And, and look, they're never going to get an Andrew Luck situation again, but certainly someone that can come in and maybe they just have to reevaluate for a couple of years and look at what other teams are doing because swapping quarterbacks every, every year, it's not it's not sustainable. And ultimately, Frank Reich has lost the job because of that. Mark, do you want to touch on the Patriots as well before we move on? Because the conscious that we, we were going to discuss this game quickly, but if you want to even react no, to the no, I mean, like, you know, good good for the Patriots to go five and four. It's annoying that they're five and four in the bottom of their division, uh, to say the least. So there's a bit of competition there. But no, it's all about the Colts. And I mean, like, I'm not saying it's unprecedented, Jeff Saturday being picked, but you almost have to go back to Tom Landry. He was a defensive coordinator with the Giants at the same time you're still playing D-back. He then... Um, Gave Dan Reeves a shot, actually, when he was playing still at running back uh, to be a coach when Landry was coaching the uh, Dallas Cowboys. But the idea of handing a head coaching job to someone who has just only recently retired, uh, yes, he's long-standing connections, obviously, with the Colts organization, but has no head coaching experience. That 
is bizarre. And as Colin rightly calls out and Florio calls out, so well, what is the meaning of the Rooney rule if you're just going to designate it? We had this angst with John Gruden and others were appointed and it was very clear they were targeted and they complied with the Rooney rule maybe in the the philosophical viewpoint of they interviewed someone, but definitely not with the spirit. Like, even if you call Saturday interim, like, you still need to comply and you still need to be showing a meaningful effort towards minority hiring and consideration of it in a serious fashion. Um, but it's Jim Irsay's world. And look what he's done the last couple of weeks. You know, benched Matt Ryan. Let's be clear. I mean, that came from ownership. That hasn't worked out. Marcus Brady now looks like one of the most competent coaches in the entire NFL because as soon as he sacked his offensive coordinator, the Colts' offensive forms dips even further. And look, when it comes to Ballard, I want to be a bit balanced about this. He built from scratch, effectively, uh, a really good defense, drafted exceptionally well. In every other year except for this year, we've generally been praising the Colts' offensive line. But this year, it's off a cliff. It is off a cliff bad, that O-line, their entire offensive game plan. And for that, he, not just Frank Reich, has to bear some responsibility. And it will be fascinating to see how it unfolds. But Ursay's calling all the shots here. So who knows who else is going to go? Um, that's the crazy thing uh, in relation to it. And yes, there's a lot of talk about saying, oh, he's the first coach he fired in 25 years, mid-season, 25 years of being an owner of the Colts. Yeah, but he's also in the last couple of weeks fired the quarterback, fired the offensive coordinator. So um, this is not good news and not a good situation for Colts fans. We'll jump into it maybe a bit. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead. No, yeah, to, just to highlight, Michael, you you mentioned the the upcoming Raiders game um, next week or next weekend. Looking forward to previewing that. Given that Jeff Saturday uh, tweeted just a week ago, uh, "quote Raiders look horrible." Um, if Josh McDaniels is ever to get the Raiders back on track, and they needed some. Um, bulletin board material that tweet is surely it but I can't imagine uh, Jeff imagined that he would be in the position he now finds himself when he said that absolutely Just, sorry Mike one final point on, on Mike I feel a lot of his credibility went out the door uh, after the Carson Wentz trade because he went out on he went out for Carson you know he kind of yeah, he had his period in Philadelphia with him. He went, he reached out to the owner and said, I can, I can fix this guy, I can turn him around. And within 12 months, they traded him off to to uh, Washington and they lose, lose a lot of the value in which they had in terms of trade value. So I think you'd, you'd have to, I see the questions start being raised after that trade because it didn't work out at all. And uh, anyway, we'll move on. Let's jump on to that Jets-Bills game. Um, welcome to everyone watching live on YouTube. Big welcome to everyone watching. Great. You can super chat us if you want me to get a bag of tater or a pint in Munich this weekend. Much appreciated. I'm joking. But you can. We're live right now. So say hello. Uh, put a comment in as well and we'll, we'll reply to you as well. And obviously a warm welcome to everyone listening into the podcast on this wonderful, wet, drizzy, windy Tuesday morning north or south of the border. Uh, Josh Allen column 18 to 34, 205 yards, two interceptions. Called it as it was yesterday for him, saying how bad he was. He was the team's leading rusher. Outside of Josh Allen, only 24 yards for Devin Singletary. As as good as the Bills are, and they're one of the best teams, if not the most complete team in the NFL. Um, a very very bad day for them yesterday, and they should have beat this Jets team. But you know, all 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 credit to this Jets team, especially the Jets defense that came up. 
I'm not sure if you've seen the guy that done a, fl- a coin flip, the meme. He's got every game right so far. Uh, the Jets fan, he is expecting the team to go 11-6 and six and lose the AFC Championship game. If the Jets get to the AFC Championship game, I might fly out there myself. Well, right now, Michael, it's early November and the Jets have a 72% chance of making the playoffs per ESPN analytics. So um, you might you might want to start looking at uh, at those flights and um, it will it could be um, squeaky bum time in Denver because if the Jets were to make the playoffs and the Broncos didn't, the Broncos would be in possession of the longest playoff drought in the NFL. Uh, kudos to the Jets yesterday. I talked about on the preview show about the issue, biggest issue with Zach Wilson was holding the ball for far too long. Um, his average time to throw was over three seconds. You just cannot get away with that in the NFL. Completely changed that yesterday. I uh, got rid of the the ball quickly. Um, yeah, the 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 Bills and and Von Miller. You know, given the way Von Miller is, they they still got to him at times. But he managed the game well. Managed third down situations well. Um, the Jets thoroughly deserved um their victory. Their their defense is for real and they're handling. Um, the injuries really well for the Bills. The biggest concern, you know, I mean, Josh Allen hasn't been playing well for a couple of weeks now, but um, literally within the last couple of minutes, Sean McDermott has come out to say they need to do more tests on the elbow. Um, they are not sure just how bad that elbow injury uh, might be. And that is enormously concerning because obviously Matthew Stafford had the elbow injury that we heard about at the start of the season. Nothing to worry about. Absolutely nothing to worry about. It's all fine. This is what teams say all the time. But sometimes that is the case. Sometimes it isn't the case. And when you have you know, you you go the bit like Jerry Jones likes to say the Cowboys go as he goes, the Bills go as Josh Allen goes, and if he's not a hundred percent, that is enormously worrying. Brian, do you think yesterday was just an off day for the Bills? I mean, they'll probably put up about a hundred next week. I would put it all down to the Jets defense. I don't think we can under appreciate the performance of that Jets defense yesterday. Josh Allen was sacked five times yesterday. He had sixteen incomplete passes, and he was intercepted twice. And the Jets' defense didn't give up one penalty in the entirety of the game. I mean, you're not you're off you're, you're not far off a perfect performance against arguably the best quarterback in the league right now, or certainly on form one of the best quarterbacks. But he has been off. I mean, the two interceptions yesterday were, I mean, they were they were just very poor. Like, it was the kind of stuff we saw from Josh Allen the first years happened. You know, no one no one threatened him interceptions, and he had two interceptions in the fourth quarter against Green Bay last week that were. They were poor as well. And like Colin says, he's off. He's slightly off. But the problem is, for most teams, him being off is still at a, a level like this. He still ran for two touchdowns yesterday. But overall, he wasn't He wasn't at the level where, where yesterday. But I would put that down largely down to how good that Jets defense was. And just on the Jets offense, I know Colin was going to touch on it more so than the defense. But like Zach Wilson only threw the ball 25 times yesterday. Essentially, it was back to the that's not do anything stupid in this game, Zach. Look, we did last week with the three interceptions against New England. They ran for 174 yards. That was the game plan. Try to get the run game going. Let's make sure our quarterback doesn't do anything foolish like he did last week, and let's rely on our defense, and it worked out perfectly for him. It's a great win, and you're right. Like, you look at the, what they've got left in terms of games, there's no reason why this Jets team won't be a wild card. And as a fan of another New York team, it's great to see New York teams having a great season. 
Yeah, New Jersey teams, Brian. But yeah, New Jersey teams doing great. Whatever way you want them. Um, but they both Buffalo doing... the New York team, Mark. Yeah, Buffalo's well, in New York. Buffalo, Buffalo are exactly. Exactly. Did, Mark, did you see the Buffalo Stadium render and the Jets took the piss out of it by uh, changing the score to yesterday's yeah. score? Like, like what Robert Salas done, Mark, is incredible. I'm not sure if you've been on whenever I've been on to talk about the kid, about the ice cream, Joey. He was there yesterday, and the team. You, Mark, you need to get TikTok, mate. Basically, they, they keep they, this kid keeps eating ice cream every week. He's a big Jets fan. He's got like a New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. He's got a New, New Jersey accent, and uh, he's very cute. I, I'll send you it after this broadcast. But Joey's okay. eating a lot of ice cream this week. Well, no, but you call out the right person. I mean, Robert Sala, Robert Sala, Robert Sala. I mean, they have talent on that defense. That's undeniable. I remember we were talking about it in the preseason. We were kind of going. This defense is going to be good. They're going to upgrade magnificently. Robert Sala still one of the best coaches, but it's probably not going to be enough to make up for everything. They've actually fixed so many flaws on the offense as well. The offensive line is busting holes in the running game, even if it's not Brees Hall there. They actually have some people down the field to throw the ball to. Is Zach Wilson the answer? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's still a lot of question marks over that. But in fairness, if there was ever a game where he could have regressed and they could have made silly mistakes, going down 11 points early to the Bills could have easily been a scenario where they deviated from their game plan, that they started to throw it around more. They didn't. They trusted the process. They trusted their game plan. To hold the Bills and their offense to three points over the last 36 minutes of the game is just an impressive achievement in itself. And yes, I would say 80% of the, the compliments have to go to the defense, a good 19% to Robert Salah, and maybe 1% to the rest of the organization and team. But let's be fair, the defense were immaculate. It was a fantastic performance, very well-deserved. And um, yeah, I mean, they're for real. I mean, I said to someone earlier today, a number of friends of mine are Jets fans. They're taking quite a degree of pleasure, as you might imagine, in reliving uh, their success at the moment. And uh, I said, the thing is, this isn't your daddy's Jets. This isn't even our generation's Jets. We haven't seen this Jets before. This is brand new information. So maybe Willie Joe is going to have some company and maybe the guarantee comes back around. That's certainly how Jets fans are dreaming at the moment. It's just a pity that this is the end of the podcast segment. So thanks very much for listening. If you have listened, please like, share, subscribe, tell your ma, tell your dad, tell your granny. Tell the local butcher, I don't care. Please listen, really appreciate it. Like and spotify.